0: Uh, got a sermon this morning I want to bring you. Uh, it kind of hit me. I was uh, doing some reading and some studying. And I come across a, a, just kind of a short story. And you know it, it, it just really hit me as, you know, this is what goes on in our life today. Many times we ask the question, why? And God doesn't mind us asking why. Because sometimes things that happen that we don't understand, and a lot of times things happen because God wants it to happen, because He's going to do something. I've entitled my message, Is God preparing you today for something greater tomorrow? Is God working on you right now to per- to prepare you for something greater tomorrow? Is he doing things in your life right now that's going to prepare you for tomorrow? You know, God has got something for every single one of us to do if we'll do it. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, God has a plan for your life. And he wants to use you, and he wants to use you mightily. And uh, as I was reading this story, and I want to sh- it's a real short story, Lord, but I want to share it with you. And i want, You're going to see what I'm talking about through this story, and it's a true story. And uh, but before I do it, there's a scripture I want to share with you. It's Ephesians chapter two, verse ten. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God has already chosen that we should walk in them. God already knows you. He knows what you're going to do. And, and there's many of you in here right now God's got a plan for. He's chosen you for something. Now, it's up to us to see what God wants us to do. So, But anyway, I want to share this little story with you. And... Uh, it says, there was a man who was visiting a logging camp in, north, in the Northwest because he was interested in seeing how the logs that would be used for great furniture were chosen. As the logs came down the river, the logger would suddenly reach out with his hook and hook one and pull it to him, and he would set it aside. This logger would sometimes wait for a little while before ever reaching out and grabbing another log. There didn't seem to be any reason as to why he would just grab a certain log. Well, after a while, the man asked this logger. He said, I don't understand what you are doing. Why do you pick certain logs? Maybe we can ask that of God. God, why do you pick certain people? Because God's got a reason. Just like this logger had a reason for picking certain logs. The logger said, these logs may all look alike to you. But I can see that some of these are quite different from others. You know, God can look at us and look at our heart, and he can see the difference in each one of us and what we can do for him and how we can better serve him. Then that logger said, The ones that I let, I let pass by come from trees that grow down in a valley where they were always protected from the high winds and the storms. Their grain is coarse, and that grain is soft. He said, then the logger told the man, he said, the logs that I pull aside are from high up on the mountain, where they were beaten by strong winds and storms, from the time that they were very small. The logger said then, this is what toughens these trees and gives them a fine, strong grain. Then the logger told the man, These are the logs that we save and set aside for only our choice work. They are too good to be used for ordinary lumber. So we see it was was through the testing and the storms that the logs were prepared for God's great work. Why are some of us going through storms and trials? Maybe God's preparing us for a great work that He has for us to do. And we go through these trials and these tests, we become stronger and stronger. We see more of God than we've ever seen before. We see some of the things that God is doing in our life. And we say, God, I'm beginning to understand. And uh, and like I said, you know, Sometimes it's the testing and the trials in our life that makes us strong. If we didn't go through anything, how weak would we be? But we can see what God is doing in our life to give us strength and to make us stronger that we can do a more powerful and better work for Him. Uh, we need to remember that God, now th- this is right, I, want you, I need you all to remember this. We, do, we need to remember that God does not tempt us, but there are times that he does test us. God will never tempt you, but he will test you. Now see, God already knows you. He knows your strengths and he knows your weaknesses. But sometimes we don't. Sometimes we have to go through things for us to see in ourselves. Our own strength and our own weaknesses. We need to see where we need more strength in order to do what God wants us to do. And a lot of these things, just like these, when these trees were very small, they went through a lot of storms, they went through high winds. They were bent and they were twisted, but they held up. Many of us Christians go through storms and trials. We're twisted, we're tried, but we still hold on because we know who God is. And we know that He is our Heavenly Father, and that He's got a purpose for what He's doing. And we need to remember this. uh, But like I said, we need to remember that God does not tempt us, but there are times that he does test us. Satan is the one who tempts. God tests. You say, you mean God doesn't tempt us? No. I want you to listen here in James 1.13, what James 1.13 says. He says, let no man say when he is tempted, I was tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and neither does God tempt any man. He'll test you, but he does not tempt you into doing things evil or doing things wrong. But he will test you to see where you stand, to see if if you understand where your strength is or do you understand where you need to be strengthened more. When we go through things, sometimes things show up in our lives and we know, hey, I need more strength in this area of my life and you've all been there you've all been you've all been tested you've all had your trials you know where your weakness is you know where your strength is see that's when satan hits you satan knows your weak weaknesses and he knows your strengths he hits you in your weaknesses not where you're strong and uh <clears throat> I want to give us three examples of some people in the Bible that was tested. And uh, one of them, just suppose you was to walk up to Moses and ask how he became who he was. What did you do, Moses? How did you become the man of God that you are? He would probably tell you about his trying times with Pharaoh that he went through and then he would probably tell you about his 40 years of testing in the desert he was really tested and put to the test in the desert 40 years he went through that desert being tested and he held up if you were to ask joseph what he did and and how he became who he was he'd probably tell you about his years as a slave and his imprisonment of a false accusation And his imprisonment in Pharaoh's dungeon and how he went through all that and God strengthened him as he went through these things what about Peter we may talk to Peter what do you think Peter would tell you about he would most likely tell you about his denial of Jesus how many of us have ever denied Jesus I don't mean just outright but in your heart you said well, I don't know if there's a God. I, I don't understand this. I don't know if there's a God or not. A lot of people get down. And they begin to question, is there a God? In your heart, you know there is. But you're going through a test, and that test is of Satan. See, he is tempting you. But when you go through that test, God's going to prove to you he's God. He's God. Yeah, we may talk to Peter, and he may tell us how he was tested. But he's going to also tell you, but you know, during that test time, I learned many, many difficult and important lessons by what he, I went through. You know, Peter went through a lot. When he denied Jesus, he was, he, he was really tested. And at that point, he was also tempted. He was tempted by Satan just to totally reject Jesus, not, re, not go back to Jesus. Forget about this, Jesus. But then the Holy Spirit came to Peter. And the Holy Spirit talked to Peter. Matter of fact, whenever Peter was standing there and they was taking Jesus out after he had been kind of tried and everything, he, he passed by Peter. Peter was standing there. Jesus looked over at Peter. He didn't accuse Peter. He didn't say anything ugly to Peter. He just looked at Peter. And Jesus had tears in his eyes. You know what Jesus was saying? Peter, I'm sorry that you're going to have to go through what you're going to go through. I love you, Peter. And there's going to be a change to take place in your life. You're going to be stronger than you ever was by what you're going to go through. How many of you in here have maybe become a different and stronger person because of what you went through? When you saw how God worked in your life, how he touched you, how he picked you up when you was at your lowest point. And you knew definitely there was a God. And you put God back in your heart and you started serving God and you started working with God and you see more blessings come on in your life than you could ever imagine. You know, in, in Malachi over there, Jesus says, believe in me. Oh, this is God speaking. believe me, and I will open the windows of heaven and I will pour out blessings on you that you cannot contain. Trust me. Believe me. Walk with me. Know who I am. I want to bless you. And he will. But you have to have faith and you have to believe in your heart who Jesus is and what he's doing. And you know, Peter learned a great lesson. He learned a great lesson. He became stronger than he ever was. When Peter hit that upper room, something happened. Jesus didn't forget about Peter. Matter of fact, whenever Mary and the, and the other women come, Jesus met Mary. She said, go tell the disciples, I will see them in Galilee. And tell Peter also to be there and God did a great work in Peter's life when Peter was in that upper room and that Holy Spirit come up on Peter it said that Peter preached one of the greatest sermons he had ever preached and over that day over 3,000 people came to know the Lord Jesus Christ I wish he'd do that to me I'd like to see this church so overpacked and filled that they had to stand out in the parking lot we'd have to put speakers out And you know, God can do it. He can do it. I don't doubt God. God's got a purpose for everything He does. And my faith and my trust is in God. Not in man or what man does. But my faith and my trust is in God. I've been through things. I've seen things. God has touched me. He's healed me. He's done many things. But I know without a doubt, there is definitely an almighty and all-powerful and all-knowing all-seeing God. And He wants to work in my life and he wants to work in your life. And all we have to do is let Him. You know maybe some of the things you are going, to, maybe some of you here today are, are going through some things. Maybe you're going through tough times. and maybe God's testing you right now. Maybe He's showing you some weaknesses you have in your life. Some places you need to be stronger in order to serve Him and to do what He wants you to do. Have you ever just thought about, I have gone down in my office, I have prostrated myself on the floor. Tears. God, what do you want me to do? How can I reach people? How can I touch them? How can I tell them about you and all your greatness and how much love you got? He says, you just tell them what I say. I'm going to put it in their hearts how much I love them. They're going to know how much I love them. You just tell them what my word says and I'll do the rest. I hope that Holy Spirit comes upon every one of you so strong that you cannot resist anything that Holy Spirit tells you to do. The Holy Spirit wants to work in your lives. He wants to guide you. He wants to lead you. He wants to comfort you. He wants to do everything that He can to tell you who God is. Holy Spirit really is God. He's part of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit is as much God as God is God Himself. That Holy Spirit... It said that he sent him to walk beside us and to help us, to help us overcome things, to be a comforter, to inform us, to help us go through things. But how many of you ever just call upon the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit, I need you to walk with me today. Holy Spirit, I'm going to go through some things today that I'm going to need your help. Do you know that's what the Holy Spirit is waiting for you to do? He's waiting for you to invite him into your life. To walk with you. To call upon him. To trust in him. To believe in him. So that he can do things in your life. You ignore him. Guess what? Guess who else gets ignored? You. Because you're not trusting in him. And you're not calling upon him. You're not using him for what he came to do. He came to be a comforter. He came to walk beside you. He came to guide you. He came to be with you. But you have to let Him do it. You have to let Him do it. He's not going to barge in, grab you by the hand, and drag you. You're going to have to invite Him. Holy Spirit, please, come to me today and lead me. Walk with me and guide me. You know, some of the things you're going through today, maybe God is preparing you to do a choice work for Him. Maybe he's, in, maybe he's going to do a work in you so you can do more for him. But you have to let him do it. God has a plan for every single person that will say yes to him. And I'm going to, I'm going to read three scriptures, and then I'm through. God says you don't have to say a whole lot today you just tell them what I told you to say then then let that be on their heart and in their heart and they're going to have to make the decision of what they do you can't make it for them as much as you want to help them and tell them what they need to do they're going to have to make that decision you're going to have to make that decision of whether you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and walk with him or you're going to have to make the decision to stay right where you are and God's not going to force you to do any of it It's your decision. Your choice. I hope you make the right choice. But God's got a plan for each and every one of us. I'm going to read three scriptures. First one, he tells us something in Jeremiah 29, 11. That was your mama's favorite scripture. For I know the thoughts or I know the plans that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. To give you an exceeded hope or an expected end. He said, I know the plans I have for you. Just listen to me and I'll guide you through them. And then sometimes we ask why we go through certain things that we go through. Why did I go through this? Why did this happen? You know, Scripture tells us. In 2 Corinthians one four. I love this because it explains something. It says, God comforts us in all of our tribulations or our trials and our tests so that we may be able to comfort those which are in trouble with the same comfort that we ourselves are comforted with. God said, I put you through to go through certain things so that you can help others go through just what you went through. You've experienced it. You know what you felt. You can better help them go through it because you went through it. And sometimes that's why we go through it in order for us to help somebody else go through what God just let you go through. God gave you strength. He strengthened you when you went through it. Now it's your turn. Strengthen others. Tell them your experience. Tell them what God did for you and how he brought you out of it. Give them that hope that you now have. The last one, Romans 8.28 and I think all of us know what that is. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. When He calls you according to His purpose, He's going to make everything work out for you in your life no matter what you go through. He's going to, what the devil plans to be evil, God plans for it to be good. He's going to put you through it and you're going to see a host change in your life. Because of what God is going to do in your life Just remember like what I said What Satan does here in your life Is meant for evil But God can turn it around for good Trust in God Believe upon him Call upon him Say Lord what can I do for you Believe me he will talk to you He will tell you I'm going to ask the band to come up If y'all will if you would like to come down to the altar and just talk to God, say, Lord, what is it, Lord, that you want me to do? I've heard that you have sayings for me to do. Ask God what he wants you to do. Ask him to show you what he wants you to do. Ask him to give you strength in those areas that he called you to do. You're not going to do it on your own. You're not going to do it on your own because the devil ain't going to let you. But through the Holy Spirit, he can give you all the strength you'll ever need. He can meet and do what God wants you to do. Just put your faith, put your trust in God, and believe. And God said, I'll take it from there. I'll take it from there. So if you'd like to come to the altar there, you just haven't wanted to have a prayer, I'll be down front, I'll be glad to pray with you. If you need need to go to the altar, please come to the altar and pull your heart out to God and let him do a mighty work in your life